0: Junkies. It's like you know, no buses arrive for ages and then, and then suddenly free together. land pretty much all at once. Um, and we are here to review the trial of the Chicago Seven. It's a sort of historical legal drama. Yes. Um directed by Aaron Sorkin and
1: written by
0: him. And written by Aaron Sorkin. Only his second film is directed, I think yes. his first one was Molly's Game or something.
1: Which was good. Was it? I'm one of the few people in the world that saw it. It was in the cinema for about a
0: week. Oh. And
1: it's Jessica Chastain who I always think is good. I'm
0: not a fan of Jessica Chastain. Oh, you cannot not be a fan. No, no, of Jessica I'm, Chastain. Well, I I cannot be. I am not a fan of well, Jessica Chastain. Well, all I can say is I've got um, that. The West Wing. I never got into the West Wing, though I've always heard great things about it. Um, but it does strike me that it sit, when I've seen clips from it, it sits within a very sort of specific time capsule of I don't know when it was made. Was it the eighties, nineties, what noughties? Whenever it was, it yeah. seems very, it seems very sort of streamlined and polished, mm. but not edgy. So when I hear the name Aaron Sorkin, I I, I know he's a cracking writer. I know he's on the, in the right place politically. I know that he's got he's got to be incredibly talented but he doesn't fire me up with excitement.
1: No, well, that's probably because it is so long ago now that that was, and if you weren't a fan of it, if you weren't watching right. it, then he, it was revolutionary, the yeah. West Wing. He
0: wrote The Social Network as well, didn't he?
1: Oh, uh, he did. I
0: mean, it's not to say that I don't think there's a... You know, obviously, he's, you know, the West Wing is considered one of the greatest political he dramas developed ever. a new uh, way of dramas. sort
1: of writing, I think, that mm. people said that... I mean, this thing of not finishing sentences and coming in and almost mm. an improvisational feel, but where everybody is melds very well yeah. he develops the thing called the walk and talk shot where you know everybody's walking and talking obviously yeah. and
0: um sort of a precursor to all of that the thick of it and all that kind of stuff
1: yeah well yes but in a bigger way in a bigger it way an American yeah, year, absolutely.
0: Yeah. as i said it's a legal drama and it focuses on seven anti-vietnam activists mm-hmm. um you could argue does it include the black Character was he one of the anti-Vietnam no,
1: demonstrators? No, but is, the film makes that
0: clear. Uh, no, absolutely. So,
1: but <laughs> you sit down. No, no, no. Sit- but
0: it's funny because it's the trial of the Chicago Seven, and yet there's always an eighth played yes. rather brilliantly by Yahya Abdul Mateen, who yeah. you will know from black mirror so this is the trial of the chicago seven plus one the tell reason... us tell us why you were drawn to this i wasn't drawn to wanting to watch this on netflix at all
1: no no don't get me wrong i mean i i i've now i've become it's sort of like i've watched it twice now all the way through and uh, it's a complicated story but because it's sort of my generation and i knew bits of it anyway mm. in actual fact like certainly about the black panthers certainly about the mm. fact that he wasn't allowed to um represent
0: himself. Represent himself
1: and the whole thing of um and then I just thought I fell under the spell, I have to say, of Aaron Sorkin in the sense that I just thought it was brilliantly written. Yeah. I've always liked courtroom direct dramas. Some people don't. Yeah. I thought every single person in it. Was well, he did a few Good Men, didn't he? He wrote a few Good Men, I think, all as well, those years which ago, is that which famous pro- one with Jack Nicholson, isn't it? Worth seeing again. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, so so this is set in 1968. It's a period drama. It's a period legal drama. It's about a group of ad, uh, activists who were demonstrating at the 1968 Democratic uh, National Convention. Yeah. Um, and in the process of demonstrating, uh, riots ensued. Yes. Um, it transpires across the cur- course of the film that those riots were more than likely and almost inevitably caused by the police. police. But the government yeah. uh, was desperate to frame these seven activists. And they were going to face some pretty lengthy time, weren't they? Yeah. Um, and so really, it is a trial of those seven. And I think
1: it, it was it was a trial. What they were trying to do was was make it a trial of conspiracy yeah because conspiracy carries the biggest um uh but would you
0: say that it was significant at the time 1968 is very famous politically everywhere isn't it may 1968 the riots in france and that kind of stuff do you think this was very much a moment where the establishment establishmentarianism uh, wanted to kind of give hippie culture a smack in the face.
1: Absolutely. And this
0: this almost I think this film is trying to suggest that this was a pivotal moment oh,
1: absolutely in that. It was. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was.
0: And so we have some remarkable um we have some remarkable um actors in it. We do. Uh, as I just said you've got Yaya Abdul mateen you've got Sasha Baron Cohen, you've got uh Joseph Gordon Levitt who plays the lawyer. I, I Michael Keaton
1: Joseph Gordon Levitt yeah, Frank
0: Langella, Eddie Redmayne, Mark Rylance, Jeremy Strong from Succession. So, you know, you've got, you've got a strong, a very strong cast. And I always think when I see a cast that strong of, of Maddie's comment that whenever you have that many great sort of names in something, that it never amounts to the sum of its parts.
1: I would agree with that in some respects, but not in this where they were so clearly delineated di- dillion, di- each group. I mean, what they did was, what the government did was it put them together
0: mm. in groups. So they all had very nuanced opposition to the Vietnam War. Yeah, yeah. And what they sought to do was group them all together very clumsily, very shoddily, and very politically. Yeah. And I think what this film becomes is it's a, it's a legal drama about whether this is a political conviction, whether they're yeah, trying to, to, they to that, try them for their anywhere. politics or whether they're trying to try them for their crime. And, and so you've got these all these remarkable actors. Now, I'm a fan of all of them. I'm a fan of Mark Rylance. Eddie Redmayne, the jury's out for me. I, I feel that he's... He, He's always Eddie Redmayne for me and everything well, that he's in. Up until
1: this film for me, Sa- I thought he was brilliant. Sasha
0: because- Baron Cohen, I struggle with him in serious parts. So I wonder whether what captured you with this was the fact that it was of your era, all your people, mm-hmm. and of your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was that it? Because I have to say, I watched this in two sittings, I'm going to be honest. I watched it on Netflix. Um, I found the first half really difficult.
1: Mm, is, Not necessarily it's saying it was bad,
0: but I found it really difficult. I found all of the characters, all of the actors playing the characters, you know, these, these real ca- historical characters, it felt very cartoony. I recognise that as a kind of stylistic yeah, motif my was going for, it kind it of pastiche yes, and yes. sort of satire. But it wasn't... I didn't find it funny. Okay. I didn't find it witty and I didn't find it clever and I feel like things have moved on considerably since the West Wing where you've got to be a bit snappier both in the way it's shot, it was quite leaden, it was quite static, I was troubled by how I felt most of the actors were impersonating people rather than acting them. So I found even Jeremy Strong, who I'm a big fan of in Succession, I found his accent frustrating, I found Mark Rylance's weak frustrating and his mannerisms frustrating.
1: Yeah okay go on carry on with the, with your description and we'll come back to
0: the mannerness because the manneredness is part of it mm. and then and 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 i found frank frank langella who plays the judge i found him mannered and i found well, he really didn't
1: like it and i, I found like him, judge.
0: i found i found the whole black panther story whilst i'm not saying obviously this was part of the story
1: yeah
0: i i was left with a really curious feeling halfway through and certainly towards the end which was it was like the whole black lives matter black panther thing was slightly marginal it, it, it You always talk about the rhythm of a film and Mm. the balance of a film. And this Mm -hmm. felt like an incredibly imbalanced film. I was struggling to know where we were being asked to place our loyalties, place our focus. Because I thought, actually, John Gordon-Levitt, is that his name? I thought he was very good.
1: I think he's good in everything. Yeah, I
0: mean, I thought this was almost... He was a bit of a standout for me. And he very much carried the beginning of it. He was the lawyer that the government has brought in to prosecute these guys. Yeah, yeah. And I, I... I was drawn to him. There was something about him that I found really kind of, sort of fascinating. I, I, I
1: think he's a really underrated actor. Yeah,
0: and he was the only one who I didn't feel was impersonating someone. Actually,
1: that's interesting you saying that because as you're saying that and I take myself back to watching it and I watched it... I, I do think it was a mistake to watch it in two halves because it builds and i yeah. mean, okay... And um, it's a very complicated premise and setup up to get yeah. all these faces into our minds and who they are and how their relationship together, because cause what we discover as the film goes on is that they do have a relationship, although they shouldn't have been tried altogether. Yes. I do know what you mean about the Black Panther thing, except that what they had to do was show, because that is true, that judge brought mm. a black person into a court with a... Uh, Quite astonishing. With a gag and in mm. chains mm. and in that respect um after refusing to let him talk or represent, or represent himself, himself be or be represented anything, yeah yeah and and everybody was bending over even the ones that he actually got in the dock the seven or five or however many they ended up being which were bending over backwards to mm. do what he said in the end and mm. he was just not having it he was mad mm. The people who said he was a mad judge mm. and and um but i have to say if if in the end you didn't find that whole sort of the way the courtroom scene completely went—I mean, I mean, it, it, I then didn't yeah, feel... you didn't like it. You clearly didn't like it at all. It well, no, no,
0: no, no. I mean, so here's the thing. I mean, I, 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 you know, clearly a very important moment, and I'm a big fan of of refocusing on on, on moments from recent history mm. that have perhaps been overlooked or not focused mm. on enough. So, for example, I'm thinking of things like Detroit. You know, I'm I'm really up for all of those reexamination. My problem with this was it it important as, as, as it possibly was to talk about, I couldn't see why there was an urgency to make it. Why why were we being asked to care?
1: Well, I would absolutely agree with that, right up until I sat and started to watch the film, and then I was totally in the game. Mm. I was in the game then. I knew the names, I knew what was mm. at, at stake, if you like. I thought the fact... I I, I really like his sort of almost semi-cartoonish... I thought the Gordon Levitt character was deliberately made real. I thought Mark Rylance was real too, so he had two real people Mm. um, arguing with a a collection of cartoons or impersonators, as you say. But in a sense, that worked because what they were doing, I mean, the hippies, they were all from different, different parts of the left. They all sort of joined up. Eddie Redmayne, I mean, I'm going to give you a fascinating fact now, people watching this, which was not in the film and is nowhere that I, I just happen to know this. That Eddie Redmayne character—I forget what, what the character's name that he plays in the thing.
0: Tom Tom, ha- Tom Hayden
1: is Jane Fonda's husband. Oh, Jane Fonda right. married him right oh. back in the day, and they stayed married forever. And it's just interesting; it speaks to me so much because it's my
0: mm. history. I well, thought Eddie Redmayne's um, accent was very good. I, I thought I, I found myself. Unfortunately, focusing on how well I thought the actors were acting. And that, for me, is the big problem with the film. I was focusing on each of them and how well they were doing in their part, which for me means the story hasn 't grabbed me mm. um, it didn 't feel to me that they 'd set this up as a kind of like this is a film about hippie culture versus pol- you know political establishment i didn 't feel that was established i mean that 's what it 's about mm. but it didn't it wasn 't done in a corralling way where I cared, and I was like all oh, right yeah let 's give let 's give what for um, i found that i found the I found the court scenes very I just, very pedestrian. I just, and I felt, you know, at the the one hour point, I found so much of it so repetitious. I I, I found that we were going through. Yeah, and it was the same thing happening again. And if I saw Frank Langella smacking his gavel down on the thing and shouting stop and you're going to be, you know, you're in contempt of court. And I know that that was what happened and I'm sure it was what happened, but I felt like it needed some kind of, it needed something in it that was a bit more real. I mean, for saying it was about a real event, Mm -hmm. it didn't feel at all real. And that was my problem. It was,
1: maybe just because it's so, it, it, it was so bad. It was such a ridiculous thing. Yeah. I mean, the judge was mad. I well, mean,
0: yeah, I'm sure uh, uh, by about an hour and a 20 minutes in, I thought to myself, OK, well, what he's going for is he's trying to show how inherently ludicrous this was yeah. by just presenting how this was. And I thought, well, if it was this ludicrous, this is pretty ludicrous. But it kind of reminded me of why satire has a really difficult job in oh, the in 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 modern in the modern age, you could not make a satire about Trump because Trump himself is, is self satirizing yeah, no, no, he is so ludicrous that yeah. nothing is going to get there. I mean, having said that, Saturday Night Live did a very good job of it with uh, Alan, Alec Baldwin and mm-hmm. Jim Carrey, but by and large, to watch an entire film, so. Because we live in times where such lunacy is at work, nothing particularly felt sort of ridiculous in this, other Mm. than, yes, shocking, outrageous that he treated the black guy like that, but not surprising. Mm. Uh, Not surprising that he was unrepresented. Not surprising that the government was kind of trying to charge these guys and frame them. You know, there were there were little standout moments for me. I thought Michael Keaton was a standout moment. He always is.
1: He always is, he's just, yeah. like, he just yeah.
0: He's just like a sizzling, burning, festering. He is. Of Wasn't he brilliant? He's great. I thought he was Why great. Why did you
1: not think of this? I'm your star witness. I, I thought he that. was
0: great. And I thought that, that was rich. I thought Levitt, Gordon was rich. I thought the main seven and um, Mark Rylance, I found all the stuff of them going back to their house, and them all kind of, you know, sort of planning their next assault, and that, like that scene where um, Mark Rylance was sort of doing the, the sort of uh, a sort of dummy run of the challenges that were going to come to mm. Eddie Redmayne. Oh, boring. It was boring. It was tedious. It was badly done. I thought all the stuff in the house was badly done. The faux sort of conflict between Sasha Baron Cohen and Ed Redman, I couldn't give a fuck about that. It's like, I don't, it's Jeremy Corbyn-esque. This. It's, it left me absolutely cold. I thought, you know, and I'm a Sasha Baron Cohen fan. I thought Sasha Baron Cohen was terrible. I thought he was terrible. He could not have the accent. He wasn't in the part. He mm. was t- he was phoning in his performance. I thought it was a really...
1: I don't think he was phoning in his performance, but I do actually not disagree he with... He play was
0: playing a hippie. It's like yeah. you're given, if you're given a piece of paper and you're told how to play a hippie, that's how you play a hippie.
1: When I watched it again the second time... Funnily enough, and I adore him like we all, mm. we all do in the family, Family, don't we? But I thought, actually, if, I, if I'm going to have to pick a weak point to this film, it's going to be him.
0: And Jeremy Strong. I thought Jeremy Strong's Jeremy voice, Strong, I thought but, the pair but, of them were just like, yeah. oh, my God, this is such a caricature of hippies. I really didn't
1: expect anything of Jeremy Court. Yeah, Jeremy I suppose, but you suppose, I suppose
0: Court, that's what I'm after. I would have been more surprised if there was something a bit more interesting about these hippies. I'd have rather known something more about them rather than just... Everyone was an archetype. It was like they were trying... I felt like the film's politics was trying to say don't group these people as archetypal anti-Vietnam people but at the same time it indulged in archetyping each of them. And then I sort of ended up thinking well I'm dismissing them as hippies now and they're fucking annoying me. I ended up wanting them all to go down. Did you? Yeah, I found it really frustrating film.
1: I do know what you mean that, I found
0: actually. it really frustrating. There was a sort of smugness to them all. It was like, I, I felt like I was watching Jeremy Corbyn on trial. And I was personally thinking, and I want Jeremy Corbyn to go down because he's fucking annoying. The only one I had sympathy for was the black guy. But all the yeah. others. I was and just and like, also oh, the black still. guy has that, they,
1: they have that scene and Aaron Sorkin, Sorkin is well known for this. The sort of key scene for him is where the black guy comes in and says, you lot are rebelling against your father's. I'm actually here because we were lynched. Yeah, 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 that yeah. That is a really
0: And that's what I mean. I know that that was part of the story, but it felt like a it felt like such a in. bigger story. It's like the crime against black people is so much bigger than this nonsense with these Chicago 7. That I felt it, the ba- the political balance yeah. was offshot, And I don't know whether that's because you. of the Black you. Lives Matter thing that's you. happened recently.
1: And also such strong things as Detroit. Absolutely,
0: and, um, yeah. absolutely. And you thought, what's being happening to this guy is so much more serious mm. and matters so much more yeah. than what's happening to these seven white guys.
1: Uh, actually, you're, you're turning me around a bit because, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that, except that I kept thinking, well, I'm going to keep the black guy over here mm. to concentrate on these because...
0: I think I think yeah, go on.
1: Yeah, because he was kept over there. But it's a very difficult thing did. because
0: if that's what happened, he was trying to present a historical situation. Yeah. And I think there was, was one there happened. was one particular scene with Mark Rylance and uh the Black Panther guy. It was quite a good scene. I thought it was Mark Rylance's strongest where he was just reacting. I felt like that was put in there to try and address the imbalance here because to equate what was happening to Bobby Searle, yeah. with these other seven, was yeah. patently ridiculous, yeah, no, and was, was all yeah. about white privilege in a sense, and I, th- I, that's, and what, I that's
1: what the scene's there for,
0: yeah, yeah, but I felt in the end that this film the fact that this film was made and was an, an example of white I, I was like okay. so another film needed to be made.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm in a difficult position now because I don't actually disagree with everything you're <laughs> you saying, while at the same time loving it. Right. I mean, obviously, if you watch it twice. Yeah, I mean, okay, it.
0: I'm going to be gracious. I mean, you know, when I got to the second half, I, I, where it got better for me was when we were leaving. We started to leave the, the, the court. Yeah. Oh, I and love when it. we were, when we were in the actual march, and when we were, you know, and there was the violence, and it was intercut with some of the original footage when I was given some kind of you know context and some air to breathe actually it kind of got a bit better for me but by and large I thought it was very labored it felt very dated and it felt like something by someone from a bygone era.
1: Blimey I mean Mm. I hate I hate taking that on the chin because you're talking about me but because I I enjoyed it so much but Mm. I can actually see your point. So um in that respect well and
0: I can see why it might resonate for your generation
1: yeah I mean on a second viewing I enjoyed the tit for tat yeah. I enjoyed the courtroom far more than you and mm. I enjoyed the judge if you don't enjoy uh, Frank Langella doing his stuff then oh, it's a the pointless right. exercise I mean I thought he was hysterical he was yeah, but a funny arse, I thought. Mm. And I thought Mark Rylance was really good. I mean, you didn't. I mm. did. I thought, uh, forgetting the wig, which John was Gordon difficult Levitt, to forget. Mike,
0: Mark John Gordon-Levitt, um, Levitt, Michael is... Keaton, they were, my, they were the little sparks of joy in it. The yeah. rest of it was just a bit... Can it be a hagiography when it's about so many people? It just felt like it was just... It was so on point it was just so politically correct but not in a sort of creative it if, way it, it just... felt to
1: me like a sort of project that's been on the back burner for years maybe and then somebody thought somebody has to do it oh and in fact i think maybe did i read somewhere there were loads of people lined up to play the different parts spielberg and then... was lined
0: up to direct it that's
1: right that's mm. right and and i did feel on the second viewing especially and i hate to say this that um abby hoffman Was a weak link. I mean, for saying. I mean, he was in a way playing the whole Lenny Bruce type of stand-up comic who could say anything and get away with it. I found those
0: scenes where we cut to him on the on in in the comedy club on the stage. I found them cringe-worthy.
1: And that actually should have been the with the black. You got the black thing Mm. here, which was incredibly important. And he said he said it literally that black. Mm. This was more important than this. But and the the stand-up routine which. um, uh, Abby Hoffman, Abby Hoffman does in the club should have been a sort of a, a thing going through the film, taking us from one side to well, the other. Well, they kind of
0: did do that, yeah.
1: But but funny, I mean, you know, Lenny Bruce was hysterical. He
0: didn't. Sasha cohen didn't have the, the acting didn't. range for that. He did. Just he was, you know, he looked the part. Yeah, he, he did. He, had he, he sort of had a the few wig, baby,
1: you know, what was it? But BBC, he just didn't he? have
0: the, you know, he's not an actor in that sense no, of the word. No, that's and it was a disappointment. It, he was a disappointment for me. Um, So should we sum it up and score it? I would like to say that one of the most interesting facts that I learn after the event Mm. about... Abbie Hoffman, the character played by Sacha Baron mm. Cohen. He died tragically, didn't he? Suicide. He did but he wrote a book called Steal This. He down
1: rather than Suicide. No, I think oh, he, it, it, It's okay. called
0: Steal This, but they, as you rightly say, they, they couldn't work out how many it sold whether it was a success because he invited everyone yeah. to, steal, to it. steal it, basically. So I, I would have liked that kind of detail more about these characters, that they all felt like caricatures, they all felt like cartoons. Even though it was pre- presenting a historical situation, I thought the Bobby Seal part of the story... Was really troubled. You, it's like you either don't do, you either do this story, but you have to really put some much more sort of weight and emphasis on his story because it's so awful. Um, it kind of heightened. It, it just highlighted for me Bobby Seale's fate. Highlighted for me how fucking self-indulgent these seven That's anti-Vietnam yeah. people were. Yeah, yeah. So that really frustrated me. Okay. Um, I thought the direc- direction was leaden, pedestrian, predictable. It was too long. I didn't think the script was particularly sizzly or clever or witty or, 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 or just clever. It just felt very repetitive. Um, I thought all the performances were, were impersonations I, uh, and and uh, with the exception of Michael Keaton and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I thought those were the only two that gave me, you know, I felt like, I, I was really getting their yeah. character and they were interestingly the most buttoned up of the lot. So I was really disappointed. It got vaguely more interesting when I was given some politi- uh, some historical context. It just was labouring a point. I just think it was labouring a point, and it was going on and on and on, and it was like being at a dinner party with someone who's got a really interesting take on something. I was just okay. bored. Okay. So I'm going to give this 35 out of 100.
1: Whoa. Well, having taken some of your points and actually not disagreeing with some of that, I think, A, if you don't like courtroom dramas, it, it hinges on the courtroom drama. But the whole point of Aaron Sorkin's writing, and clearly it didn't work for you, is the pitter-patter. It's the rhythmic writing. It's sort of like he had his own style of re- repetition, which mm. didn't work because it annoyed you, but it's not supposed to annoy you. It's mm. supposed to be. So the judge keeps saying the same thing. The Mar- It actually resided in the Mark Rylance character, which I thought he played brilliantly because mm. he's a brilliant actor. So that i love
0: mark Rylance,
1: yeah, yeah yeah but the actual sort of pitter-patter of what they were saying and him coming back and whatever and the gordon levitt in the in the thing and then the stupid judge i thought worked brilliantly right. i co- i would actually have done with more of the courtroom oh, right, okay. i like I a courtroom drama but i like the way he writes right. so in that respect we were at total
0: odds. total odds but
1: in many other respects i do think that the characters were weird I, th- I thought, you know, uh, at the beginning, I thought this is a mistake, Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne wasn't bad, actually, as it turned out. No, no, but, he,
0: was, he was all right. He was. But,
1: um, yes, the um, Abbey uh, Abby Hoffman was bad. Um, and
0: Jeremy Strong was weak. I he temperature... was,
1: he was. That didn't bother me so He just much, kept talking me, with it.
0: a kind of, you know, stone kind of voice. It's like, come yeah, on, guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it did work more for me because it was stuff that I'd heard. It was stuff that I knew, It was stuff mm. that I'd paid attention to. The black lives matter thing didn't resonate actually it's interesting because it shows you how a review like this can change one's mind it didn't resonate so much for me i mean it's hugely important so i love all the films about it and all the you know all the stuff about it but in a way, I suppose I felt well. We've we've done all we're doing all of that in other films. This is a film about. Yeah, but this. it
0: was. So, you made the point very powerfully earlier. It was so staggeringly dramatic what happened. Yeah. When he was brought into the courtroom. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, it kind
0: that. of makes everything else shrink into insignificance
1: yeah yeah it does it does but i do think that's what he does he sort of pitter patters on mm. with giving everything probably an equal thing the fact that a man could be brought into court bound and gagged effectively yeah, it's very it's,
0: very dramatic you no know, it yeah. is it
1: is but i do take some of mark's points i thought the writing was good and he didn't i thought the direction i don't know so much about direction but some of the acting was very up and down. You're so big
0: on rhythm. What did you think of its rhythm? I
1: like the rhythm, but oh. he essentially, he's like, there are some writers, Damon Runyon's one who wrote Guys and Dolls, mm. they have their own almost verb, and I think Sorkinism is, is, oh, is right. one. They have their own rhythm of writing, and you either like it or you don't. Mm. I like it. Mm. And um, it, uh, I take your point that it seems slightly old fashioned because he hasn't done another film since, mm. since that one. Molly's game. Mm. He did the same thing in Molly's game. You'd probably have hated mm. that. It's that pit a It just
0: feels very dated.
1: Yeah, well it probably is, but it, mm. it works for me somehow. Mm. But I have taken some of your points, so I'm going to bring my score down. I would have given it a higher score than this if we hadn't had this talk. I would give it
0: 65. Oh, I thought you were going to go seventy-five. Okay, sixty-five. I would have
1: gone. I would yeah. have definitely gone higher if we hadn't yeah.
0: had to. And uh, for me, right down to the very fading final fade to black shot of Frank Langella banging his fucking hammer. That
1: that was weak.
0: You've that made. Was, I, point. I mean, I thought, not, thought no, there's no, thought no way no he way way can to, keep. He, yeah. And I even felt for Frank Langella. Frank Langella, you could hear in his voice going, "Do you really need me to say it this often?" Yeah. Order, yeah, I don't order. Disagree order, with order. That. It's just like, oh, God. I thought
1: he's ended his film and he's tired and he doesn't want to actually make another. Yeah, Yeah.
0: For more film and family fun don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.